Good morning, everybody. So, I'm excited and nervous, but excited and nervous, but happy. I know. <laughs> Amen. All right. So, today, maybe you came in and you were wondering, what is those things around on the altar? It was going to be too much setting up. Today, while I was preaching, so mad as well. So, you basically, you're going to be part of a banquet. All right? Today, I want you to come with a mentality that you are part of a banquet. And we were all invited. The fact that you are all here today, that means at some point, you accepted an invitation. 2,000 years ago, Jesus sent an invitation for his kingdom. Okay? 2,000 years. And we all say, yeah. Uh, I, I want to, you know, I want to be with Jesus and I want to be part of his kingdom, right? We all did that. We were all, so everything is set up, everything is ready, and everything looks like is the Lord has set up a place for you and me. And we are ready for what the Lord has, but the real question is, are we really ready for whenever he calls? Are we ready for whenever the master called us and say, the banquet is ready? We hear a lot of, of the preaching and everything, and the Bible says that one time, and this is what this is now mean, this is a, we all know that it's a parable. The Bible says that Jesus went to visit a Pharisee, and all the Pharisees were looking for the higher places. And while he's sitting there, he's telling to one of them, you know what, to the one that was given, when you are invited to a banquet, don't sit in the first row or the places of honor, but sit in the back so the person who's given the banquet will call you and honor you, and then you'll be honored in front of others. But if you sit in the front, you're going to be sent to the back, and then you're going to be humiliated. And... But, and then also he goes and say, and remember, whoever you invite, don't just invite the people that are going to invite you back because you're going to receive a reward. But invite those that are in need and those people. And it's funny because as he's saying that, the Pharisee, one of them, in the, he started thinking, he tells to God, and let's go to um, Luke 14. This actually is in two Gospels, but... I like this one better, this time. And it says in chapter 14 of Luke, verse 15, when one of those who reclined at the table with him, meaning Jesus, heard these things, what he was talking about, the banquet, who can be, who should be invited, he said to him, to Jesus, bless is the one who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this time. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you prepare our heart to receive what you have for us and that it will be not a word coming out of my mouth that is not yours. And Holy Spirit, have your way. Amen. All right, so we see this and let's just see. So the man is just there and he's talking to Jesus. Say, so this is going to be something good, like to go and be blessed by God and be part of the kingdom of heaven. 
And Jesus always goes and start like telling him basically, yeah, everybody will be part of this, but you first of all, you have to be part of heaven. And you know what? They will be, it will be a bless. And they will be blessed because they're going to be paying attention to my matters. They're going to be consumed with my business. They're going to be paying attention to what I call them to do. But he doesn't say it like that. Jesus is so nice and so smart. And he said, let me tell you a parable. Who is going to be able to enter into this banquet? It's not whoever you feel like it. It's not whoever we want to be in it. But the Bible says that, then he starts saying that in verse 17, let's start at 16 better. And then he told him, this is the parable, a man was given a large banquet and invited many. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell them, to tell those who were invited, come because everything is ready. So let's now understand this. This is all because they're trying to see who's blessed to come to the kingdom of heaven. That who can come to that. Say, so, yeah, you know, there was a master who invited a bunch of people. All right? And it says that they were already invited. In the biblical times, it was a double invitation. You would send an invitation to let them know, um, December 25 at 12 p.m., we are going to have this, this banquet. You are invited. And when the person was important, imagine the, the Queen of England right now were to invite you to a special banquet. And you say, ah, yeah, I don't want to go. And give it to you with time because it wasn't the day before. Ah, it's okay. You don't prepare for it. You just don't care. You just, it's, it's just the Queen of England. I mean, doesn't matter. Nobody would do that. If you get that invitation with time, you would take that invitation and you'll be like, okay, I have this invitation. I'm going to prepare for it. I'm going to be ready because the other step that it was known is like on that day, you had to be ready waiting for the instruction. You can come in. So it wasn't that at that time he said, oh, now I have to get everything ready because I have to go to the, to the meeting because I didn't know. And there was a banquet and now the sp a special person is inviting me to this and I want to. No. The person will give you the time to prepare yourself. The person will give you the time to get ready because this was a huge event that it took a lot of preparation. And we're, why were they were not ready? And this is what it says. They were invited because they needed to be ready. But look at verse 18. But without exception, they all began to make excuses. So they all began to make excuses. You know, in the past, I think, three months, five months in January, we've been learning about the privilege and the benefit that it, we have to be part of the kingdom of God. We have all this benefit. You are more than a conqueror. God can work for you. you. You will declare with your word and the things will be done. And we want all those benefits, but we're not willing to commit. The only way we'll be able to be able to receive those benefits from the kingdom is, is if we are part of the kingdom. When I came to the United States, I was a citizen. 
a resident, not a citizen of the, of the United States. I really didn't want to lose my citizenship from my country because Venezuela back then didn't allow to citizenship. So I was like, I don't want to lose my, I don't want to ask for a visa when I have to go to my own country. That's just dumb. That's what I used to say. So I, I'm okay. I can be a resident because I'm not willing to give up my, my, my country. I'm not. But there was something because I wasn't a citizen that I wasn't allowed to have in this country. Okay? At the moment that I decided, you know what? It's okay. It's not like I can get a passport in my country anyways, you know? And then I say, let me just go and get it because I'm just going to become a citizen of the United States. And I went and I pledged. said, yes. Legion to the flag of the United States of America. And I became a citizen of the United States. Now, there was no limit. There was no limitation. But I had to make that commitment. I had to go for it. So we can learn so much about what Pastor Day, Pastor Kim, and all the pastors, the teachers that you come and talk about extraordinary faith, extraordinary people. The Lord can do great things. But if we're not 100% committed, then we say, why are you not giving me all these things? Why are we like continue doing this thing, but it doesn't happen? Are you committed? Or are we just coming on Sundays and expected to be refilled? Okay, pastor, start talking because I need this. Let me be filled. And then I'm going to go home. Because I got my feeling for the week. Because that's how it works. And I know probably I'm preaching to the crowd, but I, this really caught my attention. This caught my attention because when I was, let me tell you, preparing this message, normally I take a long time, but I wrote a whole message and I had to rewrite it and I had to rewrite it because what I have to preach today is not easy for me to speak. I'm really like, Lord, this is a tough word. Because we all know that the masters represent God. But what the Lord was speaking to me is that the guests represent us. And I was like, whoa. God, but there's a lot of people that, you know, they're really good and they're, you know, they're like, they know. They're really doing and taking the Lord by the hand and they're passionate about the Lord. And then I said, I said, Lord, I will preach what you gave me to preach. And I try to make it sound so nice. And let me tell you, I went back and read that message and I went to Joseph. That was like a mess without the message. Because I was trying to, uh, you know, arrange to make it sound different because I was afraid to speak what the Lord gave me to speak. Amen. And, you know, we want to come and we say, yes, Lord, I'm here. I want to do this. But the Lord is saying, I need your commitment. You want my blessing? You want all these different things? We say, oh, Jesus paid all of our things on the cross. Yeah, he did. And that's not, I'm not going against the Bible. But we think that because Jesus went to the cross, we have a free pass to get everything else. And act however we want it. No, we cannot be a food in the world and a food in the Lord. That's not how it works. Jesus didn't just give a little bit of himself in the cross. 
He didn't just give a little bit of a little bit of who I am. When Jesus died on the cross, he gave it all. He gave his everything. He was the son of God living in heaven. And he gave up everything for us. And God asked us a little bit. And we just, let's look what we do. Just let's read the Bible. It's there, right? Right now. So let's go to the verse, the old word with excuse. And Joseph is going to help me today. <laughs> so the servant comes. Everything is ready. The master said everything is ready. And the servant go and tell everybody that the banquet is ready. We are ready to go. Just make sure that you go and you tell them, okay? So I'm representing the guest, all right? So he comes and... I just want to let you know, uh, the master's banquet's already. We sent you an invite before. Uh, he just wanted me to let you know uh, that it's all ready. It's all set. So today, if you show up at 6, he's so excited to see you. I'm so sorry. I had too much work. I just can't come. He understands. You know, just tell him, like, I wanted to be there. I really did. But this all things came up. It's been a crazy. I just can't. So I'm so sorry. Oh, no. It's fine. Okay. All right. I'll let the master know. All right. Okay. Well, at least I got this done and everything, okay? So, and then he went to another person. Nancy, hey, how's it going, Nancy? Hi. Uh, so the master sent me, remember that invitation we sent you about a month ago? Yeah. Well, the banquet's all set, it's all ready. It's going to be today at 6. We're so excited to have you. Uh, I'm so sorry. I have a huge family. I mean, you know, I have a dog, I have a... Fishy, I have everything, and I have to take care of every little thing that you can possibly think. And it's been a crazy week, and I know today is a day off, and I can find out, but I really need this day to relax, and I need my me time. I just can. So I know, I know it's important, a lot of work. I just, I'm just really busy. So could you please tell the master? I was planning, I knew it's been like a long time, I was supposed to be ready, but not today. I just have too much on my place, you know? Okay. All right, thank you. Oh, gosh. All right. I just need my relaxed time. They know. They know. I mean, everybody needs. I don't want to be burnt out. Of course not. All right. So then he went to another person. Hey, Abby, uh, I just wanted to invite you. You know that invitation we sent you a month ago, the Master's Banquet? It's all set up. It's going to be today at 6. We're so looking forward to having you. I'm sorry. I just got married. I can't go. There's a lot of stuff. I need to get used to this whole married thing. And, you know, we have like a year to get used to it. So if you tell them, it will make sense. You know, I am so sorry. It would be nice, but I didn't have time. We can say for the youth, I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend, and she really can go out today with us, so I'm going to go out with her, and then she really is not going to come to church on Wednesday. That's just not going to happen, so I'm going to go out with her. So that's the version for the youth, all right? So, and it went on and on and on, and the Bible says that without exception, without exception, they all gave excuses why they couldn't go. So the, the, the servant decided to go out because the masters is here waiting. Like they said, waiting, expecting that something happened. Okay, everybody's going to be getting here in a minute. Everybody's getting here in a minute. It's going to be all good. But everybody's just giving excuses after excuses after excuses. 
how this applied to us. They weren't ready. And you know what the excuses represent? The things that we are attached to. The things that we are attached to. The things that are more important to us than the things that the Lord are calling us to do. You know why? Because sometimes the thing that God calling us to do makes us uncomfortable. And then we make an excuse. And we say, it's just too much. It's just, I just have so much other things to do. And then we blame our busy life because that's the biggest thing we have. How you doing? Oh, I've been so busy. Okay, but how you doing? I didn't say, what were you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I've been tired. I have done a lot. But we cut out everything. We're like, I'm being so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I have so much to do. I'm, and the whole conversation goes and how much you did and how I was talking this with Joseph was telling me one day. He said, you know, I just realized that normally we just talk about how busy we are, but we really don't connect with people because they just tell you of all the things, business that they have. And it's like, there's no like you as a person. How are you doing? We just hide behind the stuff, just like Ken sold it. We just hide. This is what's going to define me. This is what it is. And God is calling us to something more. God is calling us to be committed. God is calling us to be there 100%. The banquet is ready. Are we ready? Are we ready to go out and do the work that God wants us to do? I'm way ahead for myself. Let me find myself. Give me a second. Something that I notice here is that they were saying, the Bible talks about, you know, being in the field, you know, helping some oxen to be trained, get ready, and they couldn't go because they, were, they just needed to do stuff. But if you think about it, the banquet was a place for them to be refreshed, for them to have a good time, for them to be completely in his presence and enjoy the master. But instead of picking that up, they decided to go to work. They decided to be busy. They decided to do the things that they thought it was going to please God when God was calling them for a refreshment. They saw that as something that it was going to be too much for them. And sometimes, this is what God started speaking to me. How many times we, God is calling us to come to his presence, even to a Wednesday night class. Yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm sorry. My step on some people's toes. On a Wednesday night class, and the Lord said, hey, why don't you come and get, you know, refilled, refreshed with the word of God so you can be 100% productive at your job the next day, that so you don't feel completely burned out, but no, because I have to work, and I need to get this done, and we think we're pleasing God. And we're making excuses because the Lord knows. And with the Lord knows, we keep on using that. So like, God, I'm sorry, you know, right? You know, the Lord knows. The Lord knows. And we think with that we're excused. But the Lord is calling us 
Obedience is better than sacrifice. If the Lord is calling us to come into his presence to get refreshed, it's because we need it. It's because we need to spend time in his presence at his feet. I wasn't in Sunday school, but I heard one thing that the teachers were saying. They said, I desire to be close to his presence, to get as much as I can from him. The more I can get from him, I want to be there. That should be our call, our desire, because all these things are going to pass away. All this work, you know, the people that, the fields that they, those people bought, all those animals that they needed to get, the work, that, the job that you work, everything is going to pass away. And at the end of the day, when Jesus called on to us and said, are you ready to come and see me? What are we going to have? Sorry, I talk too fast in my accent and blah, blah, blah. I get it. I'm sorry. I try to slow down. All right. So we need to be mindful of this. Our work does not define us. What we do does not define us. I tell the student all the time, I might be the director or the pastor right now, but when I go back to Jersey, I am just a member of the church. What do I do? Am I lost? I don't know what to do. No. Because what I do is not me. I'm Joely. And we need to learn that how you do and who you are, even if you're not doing what you think that you're supposed to be doing at the moment. Um, what's his name? The pastor from Ocean City, he used to say, sometimes the Lord tell me, go take a nap. And we think that's not holy because we're not praying and fasting for 100 hours. But the Lord didn't tell you to do that. The Lord told you to go take a nap. Then take a nap. Sometimes we want to be better than God and do more than what God telling us to do. And the little thing that he tells us to do, we don't want to because that doesn't look as big. It was just a banquet. It was just master telling me to go there it was not that important and we think we're pleasing God but look what actually is making the master feel the bible says in verse 21 the servant came back and reported this thing to the master then in anger the master of the house told this servant I'm not going to say yet what he said in anger it wasn't well, I know. Like the Lord knows, the masters know. Well, I know. I am pleased with them. They rejected me. They rejected my invitation. It's okay. That's an insult. If you are, an, uh, that was like in any time of life, wherever you go, if a celebrity like a royalty send you a letter, somebody tell you, hey, you are invited. And you say, I'm not going because I have to go to the field to take care of my animals. Don't you have another day to do that? Why would you pick that day that is the banquet to do that? So how is that in our mind, think that our master is going to be happy to do it? To be pleased, we're alive. And I'm sorry, I'm being, I don't know, I'm, I don't know, but I have to say what, I, what the Lord gave me. 
It might fit you, it might not. But if, it, if you are doing all this correctly, it may keep on going. Don't give up. Keep on being right. But if there's anything in our heart that is showing, you know what? I'm really not 100% committed. I'm putting my life, my wants, my goals, my desires, whatever you want to add to that list before what God asked me to do. We all have done it. I'm not pointing finger. I've done it. But God is telling us, we are about to go into a new season. And there's a lot of people coming in. But if we don't fix ourselves and we commit ourselves, how can we tell the people coming in, hey, it is amazing to come to the Lord and it's amazing when we have other things in our place. There's a great thing for you. There is a blessing for you. And the people are going to be, but I don't see you ever here. But you always do whatever you want. Do you, I, I didn't even know you were a Christian. Ouch. I'm just not going to go there. That's another message. Okay? That's in another churches that I go and visit. Never here. You know, never here. So, okay? So, all these things happening. But then look at this. Then in anger, he told the servant, go quickly into the street and alleys of the city and bring them here. The poor, the maid, and blinds, and all of them. Just bring them all. But look at this amazing answer the servant gave him. Master, the servant said, what you order has been done. And there's still room. If you notice, Joseph, after going a couple of times, he went around and passed a little paper to some people. We know that God is the master. The guests are the people, are all of us. But also, there's some of us that are the servant. So don't be discouraged. There's some of us that are the servant that go beyond whatever they can to bring anybody to the banquet. That they are willing to say no to the, he couldn't just go and say, well, master, um, it didn't work. I can't do anything. It's done. But the servant represents all those people that inspire what they see, say there is a way. There's more people to be saved. There's more people to go. I need to tell somebody about Jesus. I need to tell them, come. Come because it is important. The master has amazing things prepared. Like you don't want to miss it. It's what happened to the people. I was reading, it says like when a person was invited out of, you know, without the second invitation, they had to say no just to give importance to the king. And then be like, oh, okay, I want to go. Even if they wanted to go, they had to say no. So the person can say, this is all I have. So whenever he went and said, hey, come to the, the banquet, I said, like, why are you inviting me now? What happened? It's okay. The Lord has, the master has great thing for you. There is a banquet. There's so much food. You're going to have the best time. You're going to be refreshed. It's going to be amazing. And he did. He went out. Right now they're celebrating the month of the Ramadan or something like that. And there's so many missionaries and pastors and preachers that are being persecuted and being killed. I, somebody sent me a video um, this week of a pastor in a corner. And the other guy had like a wooden thing and it was hitting him because he was a pastor. It was in, the, in India. Because how dare you be a pastor 
preaching and declaring that God is, is God. You need to, you know, believe in our, in our gods. And they're hitting this guy and he, the pastor is crying and saying, please stop, please stop. And he's still hitting him and you see him bleeding. But he's not denying the name of Jesus. We have it easy. Nobody's putting a gun in our head. Nobody's putting, but there's so many servants that are going out there and are suffering for the cause of Christ. And there again, you see it in a pastor, you see it in an evangelist, and you see it wherever that person, hey, we're trying to get people into church, we're trying to preach to them, but you know what? It's not the work, Pastor Day, Pastor King, Pastor Kenny, the past youth pastor, um, young adult pastor, it's not only their word, their work, sorry. You know what they're here for? To train you. So you can become the other servants. And you can go out and speak to others. We all heard about the multiplication effect. We have heard this in here. The pastor that goes and preaching one person, he is one person. But if all of us, let's say that there's 40 people here, there's more, but just I'm missing math. 40 people here, okay? And all of us go and get, not by family, just separate, get one person, the next Sunday is 80. But if it's just Pastor Dave, it's just one extra person. So that's the, the, that's the product of multiplication, that we, each one of us take it to our heart to, you know what? The master is calling us. The master has something so great for you, so you can be blessed in the kingdom. So you can be participate of all his riches and glory. Because whenever you say his name, let me tell you, it's going to allow you to do things that you cannot see it. You cannot believe it. He will call the things that are not as they were. What? He said, yeah, that's the kingdom I'm showing you. Guess what? My master, if you say, you know, you might be about to die, but if you say his name, you can't believe if you're going through struggle and depression and anxiety and all these things, it had nothing for him. It doesn't really matter. And with that, I go with this. We move God from our first place, from our priority, and then we're wondering, why are we struggling with anxiety, depression? Why are we afraid? Why can we just get over this? Why can we just move forward? Why would things doesn't feel like they're okay? Because the number one person in our life is not it. And we have other things taking the place of that. So if we remove our master from his seat, don't ask why now these things are not happening. When we don't put God first, and I'm not talking about like only the preachers and the missionaries, because now we go there. Oh, well, you know, it's because that pastor in India was called to full-time ministry. I'm not called to full-time ministry. I'm a doctor. I'm a nurse. I'm a businessman. I'm a mechanic. I'm not really any of those things. So that word doesn't really apply to me, because I shouldn't be the servant. I just go to church to learn. Well, let me tell you today that we are all calling to the ministry. You know why? 
Because the Bible said, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. That's a great commission. And if you're a Christian, you are called. You don't need to ask the Lord, Lord, am I called to the ministry? Yes, you are. Okay? You might say, what direction? But if you are a doctor, listen, we need doctors that are filled with the Holy Spirit. If you are a mechanic, we need mechanics that are filled with the Holy Spirit. Believe me. Because I took my car to a place and they broke and they said, well, it was your fault. How is my fault? Well, because you turned on the car and let it run for too long. Oh, okay. I told you we're supposed to fix that. My bad. All right? But they just lie and they're fine lying. But if there's a mechanic filled with the Holy Spirit, what if you say, the Lord revealed what's wrong with it, fix it, and then we have very good working cars and people full of integrity. You know, it makes sense. Lawyers. Hello. We need lawyers, not liars. Okay? So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a pastor, a missionary, all this thing. Oh, I'm not called to that, so I'm not going to be preaching or talking to people. No, you have a calling in your life. Whoever is around you is supposed to know that there's something special. There's a banquet happening, and you need to be part of this. You need to be part of this. Listen, Sunday, there's an amazing service. If you, have not, if you don't have a church to go, it's pretty cool. And also on Wednesday, yeah, I'm preaching on Wednesday too. Like, I'm, I'm, like I'm preaching on Wednesday, but I'm telling you about Wednesday. Because I see a lot of people that are not being here on Wednesday. <laughs> it's okay. I can say that. I'm not pastor. <laughs> you know? Because we're too busy. And it's not pleasing God. So all these people, the servants, we need to be the servants that go out there. But we need to be refilled in order to go there, in order to be able to go and speak and be transformed and be renewed by the Spirit. And I'm just going to talk a little bit to the online friends. Listen, I know there's a pandemic. I know there's things going on. And I know maybe you guys are obviously, we're so happy that you are there. We're so happy you're watching. But hey, the doors are open. The doors are open. You are welcome to come and be part of us and come and fellowship with us. Because we want you here. We want you to be part of what's going on in here in person. Obviously, if you oversee, amen. No, I'm not saying that. But if you live around here, Hey, we want to see you. We want to see you. so many people that are watching online. And we just want to say hello. Hey, and we don't discriminate. If you want to come with a mask, come. We don't care. We want you here. It is time to take that event. You know, you know that the Bible actually says that we need to come to the church. You know that it's not an idea that we just created out of nowhere. The Bible says, actually, I'm going to go there. The Bible says in Hebrew, 10, 24, and 23. I didn't give you that one, sorry. It says, and let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other. 
and all the more as the, you see the day approaching. So the bigger the question is <laughs> thank you, thank you. The question is, are we ready to say yes to the banquet? But if we're ready to say yes to the banquet, can we even answer to somebody when they say, what's the importance of me even going to church? Are we ready to respond because it's what God tells us to go? The Lord wants us to be committed 100%. Enough, enough is enough with excuses. I was getting ready for preaching to the Catholic student. And the word for this week, the prayer target was mission in action. Mission in action. It's talking about those that were Christians at one point and they backslided or the ones that are not following God. And as I'm searching for verses and stuff, this article popped and, and it said, what if the coaches of NFL will treat, will treat their practices and game like people treat churches? And then I stopped and I read. And I said, the player will come and say, I'm so sorry, I cannot make it. My, my friend's dog has a birthday and I have to go. And then the friendly coach will say, it's okay, hope to, make, hope to see you next time, see you tomorrow, have a great day. And then the next practice will come and he will receive a test. Hey, could you make sure the practice are not that boring and too long because it's just not working for me. And you should talk to the coach from the other school. He actually seems to get it right. And the coach will said, you know why? You are so right. I'm gonna try to make the practice better. Less time. Anybody else want anything to do? We go, it says, this is very funny. It said, the coach will send out questionnaires to the players. What, how would you like me to improve? And then the people will say, the player, less practice, more winning. And it's great. By the end of the season, this is how the, the article finished. How do you think that team will do? It's less to say. They were all lost. And they were losers. Because they didn't spend the time practicing. They just want to be comfortable. It's tough. We don't want to spend time in church because it just goes against my thing. But if you were to talk to your boss, the way you take church, because church is not mandatory, I don't think you'll be working for that long. And the Lord is calling us we want to harvest. Please don't be offended, but if you're offended, then let's check our heart. But the Lord wants a church that is safe, not a church that is sitting in the pukes, but is not safe. We hear amazing words here. 
Their teachings are amazing. And I always took Joseph. It's like it's such a like a blessing and a privilege to preach to this church. But at the same time, it's so hard because I know you guys know the word. You guys hear the word, the real gospel every Sunday and every Wednesday. But sometimes we walk like zombies and we treat church like it's a business something. Something that we do whenever we feel like it. It's not a family. We want to create an atmosphere of a family. When you come, you feel like you came to connect with your family in Christ. That we are part of want. But we are not going to, if we want the people that are coming see the atmosphere here, we need to start creating it now. We need to be, be prepared for whenever they come. And it starts at home. It starts with me. That's, I'm not talking just to you guys. It starts with me. Whenever the Lord asks for me something harder than what I need to, I need to be willing to say yes. When he asks me to do something that is out of my comfort zone, look at it. I have to say yes. Because it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God. It's about telling the world that there is a banquet ready for them. That you go and you know what? With this I finish. The Bible, he finished that part saying, In the same way, therefore, every one of you who does not renounce all his possession cannot be my disciple. And the NIB say, who give up everything that he has. Where is God in our life? Are we ready? Are we really ready? And something that I forgot to mention, none of the excuses were sin. We think that the only thing that keeps us away from the Lord is sin. And it's not just sin. It's our hearts our life, our time, our stuff. And we think we're serving the Lord, but we're just serving ourselves. And I know it's not the message that maybe many of you were expecting today. It was a message of examining ourselves. Am I the servant? Am I The guest, it's hard to say I'm the guest because God, then I need to fix a lot of stuff in my life and put you first. But you know I'm busy, but you know I have all these things. What you want me to do? God just wants you to be obedient. He wants you to be obedient and listen to Him and do what the Word says doesn't matter how much we hear it if we don't do it it's in vain Revelation 3.20 I forgot see I stand on the door and knock if anyone hears my voice open the door 
and I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. That's the invitation. If you are there and you are listening and you know that you are like the people on the road, and you feel like you haven't been invited, I just want to tell you, you are invited. And you are, you know what's amazing about the people of the road? That because they were lost, they were not attached to anything. They didn't care about anything. They didn't have anything to lose, but they knew that with the master, they were going to get so much more. And if you're ready to be and be like that person that said, you know what, I'm ready, but I've never been invited. Oh, I've been invited, but I just wasn't ready to receive the invitation. Today, I want to tell you that you are invited. And right there where you are, if you close your eyes, if you know that your life is not right and you are not for sure that you will be ready when the Lord says, come. This is a time to get ready. Lift up your hand right there where you are and we're going to pray together. So pay attention who is next to you. Lift up your hand right now and we'll pray together. Amen. See your hand. We're going to pray and say, dear Jesus, everybody just repeat it so we can accompany all those people. Here I am. Forgive me because I haven't been ready. I want to be ready. I give you my life. I go back to you. I say, have your way. I commit to you. I commit to you. Amen. And the rest of us, let's stand up. Let's stand up and right there where you are. Literally, let's take one minute. And let's examine our hearts. Just you and the Lord. Who has been taken number one place in your life? Your family? I'm going to be here with everybody. I'm going to try to mention your family, your work, your spouse, your kids, sports, girlfriend, husband, sickness, things to do. And just because I didn't mention it, you fill in the blank. Or oh, it has been all God. It has been all God. Amen. Well, let's just take that moment and think. Sometimes we feel uncomfortable with the silence. But when we close our eyes and we silence ourselves for a minute, 
we can really listen to our thoughts and how crazy sometimes there goes like five different hundred thoughts in our minds and just need to calm down say Lord what do I need to do what do you want me to do so right there if everybody lift up their hands and let's just you do your own prayer And say, dear Jesus, here I am. Here is what is being in my plate. Mention it. It's okay to say, Lord, I'm being busy. I don't know how to get deal with all of this. It's been a lot in my place and I need a refreshment from you. I want to come to your banquet. I want to be ready. I don't want to let these things to be in my way that it will stop me from coming into your presence. For that will stop me to grow and be the person you call me to be. Father, I want to be able to speak to those around me without fear. I want to be able to do the work at my job. I want to be able to do the work wherever I am because you call me for such a time as this. I want you in my life. I want you in my life. I need you in my life. Help me refocus on you. Help me put my view on you and let me refuse the things that are not of you. Here's our heart, Lord. Amen. And while they sing the song, let's just worship God and continue telling him from your heart, all I want is you. Pomine. Display here is the one time you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry if the anything at work, anything in your family, anything. It's just about you and Jesus. Take advantage of this time. So sing that song and say, God, I really want you because I know every single person in here wants Jesus. We love Jesus. We are Jesus lovers. You know, we're crazy about Jesus. So just take that time to put all the distraction away and just sing that song to the Lord.